Family Matters Fantasy Football Podcast with your league commissioners, David, Jonathan, and Stewart. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Jonathan. We've got David. We've got Stuart. Uh, but I'm the only one in front of an actual microphone. Everyone else is sitting in their cozy little home behind their computer or their phone, depending on their Wi-Fi situation. And we're doing this one remote. We're doing it remote because we have a hard time lining up schedules. Everyone's busy, so y'all can just deal with it. I don't care about fantasy football anymore. You guys take it away. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I think everyone's just a little chicken to even make their way out to Bernie because... All right, uh, that's going to do it for the show, so let's go ahead and... (laughs) One person in particular knows exactly what's coming when he uh, when he gets here. A hey, bucket let's full be of clear. Water, so. Let's be clear about whose fault this is today. I'm still waiting for that person to speak. This is not my fault. Oh. Y'all get together. I'm not getting watered, so I don't know why y'all need yeah. me. I'm not important. Uh, for those of you all who don't know, David fell into a well earlier today, <laughs> and so he's having to dial in remotely from the well. And somehow he still has better Wi-Fi than Stuart. That's the real joke here. <laughs> That is true. I don't know why my YouTube TV works just fine, but for some reason my and and when I was working from home, my Zoom during the day was fine, but for some reason the Zoom at night is uh, suspect. It seems to be uh, seems to be a you problem, but that's okay. I'm just glad we're able to do this. I think the league will be happy that we're getting this done not on a weekend or Friday night at 11 p.m. Um, and they get to listen to it during the week. I'm sure they'll enjoy it. So, not not yeah. apologizing for anything here. Yeah, me neither. David, I, I never apologize. Oh, here yeah. we go. Only, only to, only to Leslie. Sorry, <laughs> that's true. Well, that's probably a wise move. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all want to get into it. Yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting week this week. Uh, needless to say, I was uh, I was pretty pleased with my my team's output. What did What did y'all think about my team? Hmm. Congratulations is in order. You finally uh, seven seasons in made it to the two hundred club. It's uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, and and I don't know if you guys happen to to, to look, but there's also a new leader of uh, overall points for the year. For our league did y'all see that by chance yeah yeah i did we'll get there we'll get like, there at the power like, rankings like significantly but anyway okay um yeah no. any uh, any any surprises this week in the in real nfl before we move to our league um well i mean where do you want to start we could talk about the cowboys i mean i think that's fresh on our mind after last night's horrible game that was a horrible game to watch i don't I, I don't know how much y'all watched but that was just I didn't, I didn't watch any of it i know dalton didn't play well and i guess zeke didn't play well either i saw zeke blaming himself yeah zeke fumbled the yeah. ball so quickly and so often it's it's funny because uh you know dak turned the ball over too a couple times when he was playing but zeke's been doing it this year consistently and they keep starting in the hole two to three touchdowns before they get their offense going. Except this time, yeah. this time they couldn't get their offensive offense going at all. 
and it was just it it was it looked like so Kyler Murray looked off from a passing standpoint, but it didn't matter. They just went up and down the field just at will. They made Kenyon Drake look good and it, it it was it was really hard to watch. Yeah, I know there were a couple of yeah. Christian Kirk, I was watching I was following it on my phone. I was watching Christian Kirk versus uh Zeke. That uh didn't go as I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, that and and if you look at this week's projections, it's similar to last week. They got Zeke projected for 22 points and I'm sure Christian Kirk is projected for single digits but hey when you play the Cowboys anybody's a start anybody can go yeah we need to have a we need to have like a segment I think where we go through and we say where we were right and where we were wrong Um, because I can tell you (laughs) I was wrong about Stewart I said Stewart wasn't going to meet his projection of 170 and he did He, he crushed it he landslid it (laughs) Um, and I also said that Zeke would hit his projection and I was wrong on that too. I also said that Preston could be the highest score or the lowest score. And I was wrong on that too. So, you know, that one was my closest one though. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think, uh, I was listening back and, you know, some takes age very well and some don't. And, uh, you know, we don't talk about the ones that, uh, that don't age that well enough, in my eh. opinion. I never go back. Never apologize. Remember, David? That's right. You just, I don't apologize. <laughs> you just move forward and act like it never happened. <laughs> yeah, is that what you tell yeah, you're, yourself? You're bringing, up, hey. you're bringing up things that we, we wouldn't even remember. So, Yeah, there's no way to even know if, it, if he's telling the truth. There's just absolutely no way. No, I mean, hey, I'm happy to, I'm happy to keep a... Uh, a scoreboard or a record book of our uh, wins and losses. I mean, we're already well, kind I mean, of doing that with the uh, we, we do, picks of the week. Yeah, speak, but speaking of wins and losses on picks of the week, we haven't given an update on that. Oh, I'm probably in last place now because I keep triple playing myself. But go ahead. Do you have an update on that? Yeah. So you did triple play yourself last week. You lost. Um, oh, I did? Yeah. Bad. Because it's three times. Big time. Uh, you also picked Staffel to beat Senior. That wasn't that didn't happen. Why do I keep Ryan doing this? Daniel. So you went three and five last week on the season. You are twenty and twenty. Who? Your average. Uh, Stewart, you went six and two on the week. You just missed uh, John. You picked Jonathan and Ryan, and those two lost. You triple played Joey, which was a good. A yeah, because y- y'all are weak. Y'all triple play the easy ones. Triple play some tough ones. Uh, yeah, well, plays this, inter- this week are interesting, but we'll talk about that when we get down to, to that segment. Um, you're, you went six and two last week, and that brought you to twenty and twenty, Stuart. So yes, tied with John. Like uh, we actually had the exact same picks last week, Stuart. So, um, and then I guess I'm on the season twenty five and fifteen. So I was mm. last last year. So. Yeah, I'll finish. I'll finish first there. I just, I just need to stop triple playing myself. But I'm not going to stop this week. I'll tell you that. It's a little foreshadowing. <laughs> that, that is a great strategy. I'm going to continue to do it that. until I win, and then I'll stop doing it. <laughs> I will. Now, how many? You know, going back to the NFL real quick. How many undefeated teams are there still? 
Steelers. Yeah, so I... Steelers, Titans, and Seahawks. I think. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That. That is it. Who's I, that, that was what I was gonna. I was gonna ask you that. So, uh, are any of those a surprise to you? Wow. You guys I was just have to ask that. <laughs> huh. I mean, I think. Uh, yeah, I think the Titans um, being five and zero. Oh, um, you know, they've kind of been able. Derrick Henry this last week, that ninety-four yard touchdown. My word. Yes. Yeah, uh, I don't know which awesome. one is better, that or the Kamara run this year. Between the two of them, those are up there, I think. Uh, I just like watching the Titans play. I mean, the Steelers are fun to watch too, and so are the Seahawks. But Derrick Henry will do something every week that you're just like, oh my gosh, he is a <laughs> man among boys out there, and these are the best players in the world. And he looks like he looks like he's playing with an unfair advantage. <laughs> he's it's, yeah. I mean it. It really was crazy, especially on that 94-yard run where, I mean, there are three or four defenders right next to him chasing him, and he is outrunning them. And he's just this huge beast of a man. And it's like, how are those how are those safeties and corners not not catching him? He doesn't look as he doesn't look as fast as he actually is. Like even when he's in the yeah, full sprint, yeah. you're like, he still doesn't look like he's running that fast, but. He's burning all these people. It makes no sense. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, I definitely would say that the the, the Titans are... Of course, the Titans look good. If I'm remembering correctly, they look pretty good at the end of the season last year, as well as the Steelers. Remember the Steelers? Mm-hmm. The Titans and Steelers both did, did not start the season well, but they, they came on strong at the end and and looked really good yeah so, I, th- I think I'm i not- think if you're talking about surprise from the standpoint of uh knowing what these teams are it's surprising that the seahawks are still undefeated they're they have no yeah. defense and which is weird because historically they've been great defensively but the steelers and titans really the steelers have an amazing defense and the titans are an all-around great team and uh but yeah i think maybe i think y'all are right the titans are probably the most surprising if you went into the season guessing which of the teams would be undefeated. I don't know how far down the list I'd get to the Titans, though. Uh, so, yeah. No, I agree. It's a crazy start for those teams, and I I think that the Steelers will be the last team to to lose. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you all think on that? If you had to pick one of the three, I mean, they could all lose next week, but if you had to bet on one of those three teams to lose last, which one would you say? Yeah, I, I don't have their schedules in front of me, so just going off of their divisions, I would probably say the that I would I would oh, agree with that. Tennessee plays the Steelers next week, so one of them is going to be out. Oh. So they could tie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or they could tie. So it's possible. Um, uh, so a few a few surprises I feel like this year. On on the opposite side of things, you've got New England at at two and three. Uh, you've got Houston at one and five, which we talked a little bit about them last last time. I don't know that that's a huge surprise. Um, the Vikings being at one and five is a surprise to me. Um, the Falcons are one and five, so there's there's quite a few teams that are just not not very good. Uh, the Cowboys being two and four. 
Well, the Cowboys, I mean, they're leading their division, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought, I, yeah, we could have all probably agreed they'd be leading the division, but not at, we probably would have guessed four and two <laughs> rather than two and four. <laughs> right. I mean, the, the NFC East has five wins. Yeah, five you look at, wins. You look at the NFC West. You got five and Seattle, four and two Arizona, four and two Los Angeles, and three and three Forty Niners. Yeah, Forty Niners yeah. are a really good team, and they're last in that division. You know, the yeah. NFC East <laughs> used to be like this, though. They used to be like that. It's just it's cyclical, but this is historically bad. I mean, it's because it's it. It just doesn't look good either. It's not like they're all losing like close games and like being competitive. Yeah. Like they look it's like they're always gonna be underdogs in the games they go in, except for the games where they face each other. And then I don't know how Vegas is gonna stack those up against each other, but I guess maybe favor the home team. Uh, other than that, it's like it's kind of a crapshoot. They're all bad. And they're all really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So- it's crazy to me is I'm looking through regular season stat leaders, and Dak Prescott is number one in yards, even after this past week. <laughs> yeah. So, which, which I was going to ask that question too, but David's already looking, so he'll probably cheat on the answers. But if you it, talking through some of these bad teams, like uh, the Cowboys who are two and four, um, you know, and some of the other one and five teams that I've named, it's interesting when you look at their, the offensive leaders just in, in yards per game. Um, who would you say are the, uh, the top five offensive teams in the league this year? Without looking? From a, Without, a yardage basis? Yard, or? Yeah, yards per game. Yards per game. I think Green Bay is up there. I'm gonna go. Obviously, are, the cow. They're not in the top five. Obviously, the Cowboys. So you counted that one, yeah. right? We already. Yeah, Cowboys are number them. one. Um, I'm gonna go with the Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons are. They're number four with 403 yards. Dallas is at 464. <laughs> uh, probably the Seahawks. No. Ooh. The Bills. No. Tennessee. Tennessee's number two. Yep. Okay. Did someone say the Chiefs? Nope. There's three. So we're missing one. Missing one. They probably got a lot of theirs. Uh, their they upped their yardage uh, the, this past week weekend. <laughs> Did we already say the Falcons? Because yes. I experienced that firsthand. <laughs> right yes. in the shorts. You said the Falcons. They're number four. I know. Number five. They played last night. Arizona, oh, the Cardinals. Not the yeah. Cardinals. Yeah. It's crazy to think about, right? You've got the Cowboys at two and four, and the Titans at one and five, <laughs> and they're the and the both in the top five of uh, offenses. Wait, you yeah. said the Titans? Yeah. At least in York. Do you have yeah, the Titans. most yards given up, Stewart? Oh no! Oh, oh I can. Yes, I can. I can do that. Is it the same uh, top five? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd say the Vi- I'd say the, I'd say the Vikings, Falcons, Cowboys, Seahawks. 
Jets. Oh yeah, I, I'm now I'm thinking NFC East teams. Could it could it be the Giants? Could it be the Eagles? Yeah, it's gonna be the Falcons. So so most yards given up this season, uh, Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Four hundred and seventy-one yards per game. Wow. And then you go to the Falcons, Texans, Jaguars, Vikings, Cowboys. Wow. Titans. How are the Cowboys not in the top five? Yeah, they're not. I mean, it's all pretty close, though. You've got the Seahawks at 471, and then it moves in. I mean, they're all they're all giving up over 400 it, yards. It but. just it if I don't again, I don't know how much y'all watched last night, but it just looked like the cow. Whatever the Cardinals wanted to do, if they executed it, they just they just did it. So it's just hard to believe that the Cowboys are, they're getting worse, not better at defense. I don't know how they're not in the top five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what's crazy about the Seahawks on a like points allowed basis? They're one of the better teams in the league. They're been not I guess great. Giving, I guess they're giving up field goals instead of touchdowns. Maybe that's yeah. that's one way to do it. Bend not break. Especially when you got Russell Wilson, who will always almost score every time down. So it's, uh it's just weird to see the Seahawks not have like a stout defense. I mean, you go back to 2014 with them having strong defenses and it's just totally different. And I think that plays into kind of the, I mean, if y'all want to have it or not, the Dak conversation, like they paid Russell Wilson and they made a financial commitment and they couldn't pay all those defensive players. And I think they're seeing that play out, but the difference is Russ is Russ. And then they've invested wisely at receiver without overspending right well the difference too is russ won on his rookie deal oh well yeah if you're looking at past accomplishments for sure well, I- i'm just saying that's the that's the formula is you got to build while you're on your rookie deal you got to build the team around it right and the cowboys for the most part have done that i feel like you know with a good defensive and offensive line um and then then you have to make that decision. Are you going to switch and not pay those guys to your point? And can that quarterback overcome it? And Russell Wilson absolutely can, right? And you're seeing it now because they're five and zero, right? And he looks like yeah. an MVP. Is Dak that guy? I don't know. Listen, I know after it's just one game, and you're comparing him to Andy Dalton, but that's the point. Like Andy Dalton was probably the most sought after backup, and people argued that he could go get a starting job, which. After last night, I don't know how they could argue that anymore. But, like, that's the point. Like, okay, so you don't pay Dak. You could find yourself in the Brown situation where you're wandering for quarterback for years. I mean, they got lucky with Dak. They drafted him in the fourth round with a compensatory pick. It's like, I don't know. I I, I think that they should, they should take their small victory with Dak and then try and figure out how to build the roster elsewhere. That's just, that's just my opinion. Now, to your point... The, the devil's in the details. How much do they pay him and all that? But, golly, you, if you'd have just watched last night, there's no way you could argue that Dak's not worth paying starter starting quarterback money for long term. It's just what's that value at and how much is it hit against the cap and all that. So Right. I mean, I think the way I look at it, the ultimate goal is to build a championship roster, right? And so can Dak overcome the – inability to pay other positions and the roster around him and i think they could be a playoff team but i don't think they're a top contender 
playoff team when with him on that contract. That's just me kind of foreshadowing too, because right now the team we have now isn't the team it's going to be with him on that contract. I think they could. They just would have to do the opposite of what they're doing with Russell Wilson. They'd have to go back to, okay, we're going to pay Dak a ton of money, and then the rest of the offense is going to be kind of just average guys. Maybe you get a young draft pick like CeeDee Lamb or whatever down the road, but you got to you got to invest in the defense because that's so bad. You cannot have a defense like that and expect to win a championship. That's why I say I don't think the Seahawks this year are a championship team. So, so that – I mean, they're five and zero. We'll see. Um, and, I mean, I think they have better odds than the Cowboys. Obviously, with Dalton going out, that's not that's a no brainer. But I would have probably argued that even with Dak being in. Um, but that's irrelevant, I guess. Um, crap, what was I going to say? <laughs> oh, the other part of that conversation, you know, is the trust within the Cowboys organization to find those pieces like C.D. Lamb and those draft picks to fill it fill in and i think that's a big part of the equation right and so if you you pay Dak 40 million dollars can you fill in with some of those other gems you know i think they they've shown especially i guess with jerry making less of the picks or supposedly making less of the picks they've shown the ability to find some of these guys um you know with these with these picks and they've been good players and so if they can do that i mean i think that's the key if you're going to pay them right that's I think that's the only that's the biggest key yeah. is you know you look at the Steelers and Patriots and like I was saying in the group me text they just draft well and yeah some guy's gonna outperform his rookie contract you have to be prepared that you know three years four years down the road you might need to move on from him because you just he's just too good for you to keep him and yeah. you just need to keep drafting well and not overlook that not trade draft picks. Don't trade your number one for Amari. Like, that's that stuff, you know? Like, the only way the Amari pick works is if you win a Super Bowl off of it. Otherwise, right. you, you just hurt yourself for the next five years. So, maybe that's maybe that's my whole thing with Dak. It's not so much Dak. It's more how the Cowboys operate. I sure. do not give the Cowboys the benefit of the doubt to do that, honestly. And so, in my opinion, the way you, you overcompensate for that is by paying the best quarterback. Right. And, you know, we don't have that in my opinion. So it's just, yeah, yeah it's yeah. funny, man. The NFL is so different from like the NBA where you can put a super team together and be a contender. You just can't do that in the NFL. There's too many guys. There's too many positions. There's, there's chemistry. There's, it, it's not the same as having adding a LeBron or Giannis or even a Luca and all of a sudden becoming a great team overnight. It just, the only position close enough to that, this is my my argument, is like the quarterback position, which is why when you get that guy, you want to hang on to him and figure out all the other stuff uh, because it's very hard to find a 10-year NFL quarterback. I did enjoy the uh, I did enjoy the group me text with Preston getting involved, by the way. Oh, any chance he can make a... <laughs> Of any chance he can brag on the Mavericks? That's He cares more about the Mavericks than... Probably his own marriage, like, but he, <laughs> but but he definitely cares more about the Mavericks than the Cowboys. It's which is funny. It used to not be that way. He slowly changed, uh, and he, I think he was a Romo apologist. And once Romo kind of fell off, he lost his love. So, oh well, oh well. I think he's uh, he's lucky to have Luca, but he better enjoy him before he bolts. 
Spurs. I wish. I love Luca. He's great. Well, enough about that. You guys want to? Uh, we did get some mail. I, I think I told you all that. You guys want to listen to some awesomely read emails? Yes. Do it. All right. You got mail. All right. This one comes to us from old Ryan. Ryan says, oh, the title is Lev Bell is Back. I I should say this was sent on October 15th, and I did not read it when it came in, so I apologize. Uh, there is wow. there is a YouTube uh, link on here. I'm not going to click on it because I really don't know how it's going to react uh, with the uh, GarageBand. So, sorry. Uh, I can forward it out to the league, though, if you'd like. All right. Email. First time caller, long time listener. Of course, after last week's podcast, aren't we all? Lev Bell's officially on the move. <laughs> Let's hear some guesses on potential landing spots and how that may affect my team. My guess, he goes to Kansas City and replaces Clyde Edwards Alaire. Mike melts into a puddle of mud. That's the YouTube video, Puddle of Mud. Uh, Lev Bell is officially on the move. Oh, sorry, rereading the same line. I think the I think the chocolate starfish drop should be used when a star player is going to have a significant impact on a matchup. For example, even though Thielen, this Fu Manchu, has won two weeks in a row, I believe Devontae Adams back this week will lead to a W over Daniel this week. Chocolate starfish! Wait. Chocolate starfish! I, was, I, don't, I didn't know if I was supposed to read it or... Say or just play the drop. Probably play or the play drop. It. Probably the right thing to do. But that's it. That's the end of the email. It ends with the chocolate starfish. What do y'all think? Well, well, I feel like we kind of did. We talk about this last week on yeah, the podcast. We talked about Love Bell a little bit. We knew that he yeah, wasn't going to play last week. Gushed uh, over Love Bell. That's right. I did. I I, I told him told everyone that he uh, is my favorite player. I've already got got his his uh, jersey shirt coming in the mail. So his jersey. All right. His jersey. Well, I'm just I kidding. Think, I don't. But I think that was a good call by him. I think that was the odds-on favorite. But um, I don't know. Mike might be feeling okay after this week's performance by Clyde Edwards-Helaire. <laughs> he had like a hundred and something yards rushing. Looked really good and just ran down the Bills' throats. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think Clyde Edwards Alaire is going to be going anywhere. I think he'll be just fine. And I think Le'Veon Bell will just spell I don't him. know. You think Le'Veon think, Bell will kind of take the workhorse role, huh? I think so. I mean, Edwards Alaire had 24 uh, fantasy points. Uh, you know, which is good, but when you look at, uh, well, let's just take my running back for instance. This week <laughs> had forty nine point six points. So you know, I mean, it's basically half, exactly half the number of points. So yeah, he's decent, but uh, you know, compared to like a lot of the players on my team, he's chump chump change. You know, no good. How did this turn into taking a shot at Mike? <laughs> well, that's that's true. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I was just talking about Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 
and Le'Veon Bell, those two guys. We didn't need to talk about Derrick Henry. Sorry, you know he's I, good. I just I felt like I needed to bring up Derrick Henry this this week. But yeah, you're right. We're talking about mail. We'll get to how awesome my team is later. <laughs> yes, we will at some point. Don't you worry. Jeez. All right. So a couple things we wanted to highlight from this past week. Stuart was in the 200-point club. Do you want the floor to just talk about how awesome your team is now, or do you want to save it for later? Well, you know, I had a I had a little mix-up last week. Didn't play great, but um, I am back on track to uh, outdoing my score from the week before. So, uh, you know, I I can almost guarantee you. I'm not. It's not going to be an official guarantee, but. There is a very good chance I'm going to break all sorts of records uh, this season with uh, just the output of my team. So just be on the lookout. Cloud, no doubt about it. Guarantee, Stewart. Guarantee. <laughs> I heard Stewart guarantee in there. Uh, well, I, it was mixed in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you think you're going to score 300 points this week? No, not 300, but I think I will score more than uh, more than my 205 or 204, whatever I scored. Oh, I will water. I, I will water bet you that you will not outscore your previous week the rest of the year. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, are you talking about? Well, I'm not going to go so far as to say every <laughs> week. I, that, that's my goal, but that the likelihood of that happening is not. Good, but I, I think I will score more than 204 points this week if you wanted to water bet that. Hold on. I'm Wow. So you just want to do the one week? That's fine. I'll take that. Water bet. Okay. Okay. What is the actual water bet? That I will score more than I scored this week, uh, or this last week, I will score more points this week. Stuart will wow. score more in week seven than he did in week six. Right. That's the water bet. Yes, and I, I, I say he does not do that. I was going to say you could have the rest of the year and you won't hit that, but you took you just gave me week seven, so I took it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, well, no, let's go with what no. you said. You want to do two water bets? No, no, no. I'll water bet both. <laughs> no, no, no. I got to catch well, up in water bets. Well, I'm suffering well, here. <laughs> I'm going to be yeah. drowning. I don't understand the logic there, Stuart. If you feel like you're going to do it next week, then you should take both water bets. Yeah, you're exactly right. I'll do both. Oh, here we go. Water bet. Okay. Thanks for talking him into it, David. That's what I need you here for. <laughs> I would like oh to try, but I won't, because it's that. That feels yeah. like that feels like stealing baby candy from a baby. Stealing baby from candy too. <laughs> I don't even know who Candy is. But, I just steal uh, babies. Her baby. <laughs> oh. oh my word! Well, that's that's all good and fun, but we have a uh, we have a slight issue here in the league that uh, came to our attention from one commissioner, David Cupid, last week, and uh, the tradition carried into week six. Uh, is Jackson alive? Does does Jackson? have Wi-Fi issues worse than Stuart. I don't know, because Stuart, or Jackson, went into the week 
with Russell Wilson, who was on by as his starting quarterback and never changed it. What's going on here? Unacceptable. Fellas? What's going on here? Unacceptable. Uh, hey, you know, I brought it up and I, you know, I didn't want to. I thought it was uh, important that we talk about it, though. But I brought it up, you know, out of uh, a fear that, you know, it might get his attention. He might actually do something. Um, and turns out he didn't. I was actually trying to play defense um, because it got all the way to Sunday. He hadn't picked up a quarterback. And there were two quarterbacks I thought they were really good that were still on the waivers, one being uh, Fitzmagic, Ryan Fitzmagic, and the other being um, uh, Kirk Cousins. And I knew he – I just – I know he likes the beard. And so I actually bet some quite a bit of money on Ryan Fitzpatrick to try and block him with the hope that he would have bid on him as well. With that said, he should be doing that, you know, before Sunday. Um, and he actually didn't bid on Ryan Fitzpatrick. He bid on Kirk Cousins. And, yeah, he uh, he won Kirk Cousins for, like, four bucks or something. <laughs> and Three dollars. Three dollars. And then – proceeded to forget to play him and he goes on to score 30 points um which by the way if you were actually following and i was because i was playing against him kirk cousins that had at one point zero touchdowns and three picks <laughs> yeah he was, he was negative. negative right <laughs> he was a negative for most of the game and then that game gets so out of hand because the falcons just destroyed him jonathan can attest to that with julio um <sighs> that it was just a bunch of garbage time to the two to 30 points um, which was crazy, but yeah. And so then proceed into Monday. He has four players going on Monday. He's got Diggs, he's got Hopkins, he's got Poyer, his uh, defensive back, and he has Aaron Donald. And at this point, the projection, my team was terrible this past week. I mean, we hit our floor as a team, um, missing some of my, missing my best player, but regardless, um, I really thought at that point Andy Dalton was available on the waiver. Andy Dalton was projected for 17 points. If he would have dropped one of those guys, which he could have, um, then he could have picked up Andy Dalton. And so I, knowing that he didn't get him in his starting lineup at like 12.05 on um, Sunday, I immediately dropped Ryan Fitzpatrick, who played in the 3 o'clock game, knowing I was going to immediately bid on Andy Dalton the following week to try and um, steal him away. <laughs> and I bid 20 bucks, and it turns out Jackson didn't even bid on him, which would have been the right move to do from a projection standpoint. It ultimately actually wouldn't have mattered because Andy Dalton sucked. You would have won by .3 had he done that. Oh, he would have? No, no, you would have still won by .3. Yeah. Unless yeah, there's a stack one. correction between now and Saturday, which... But my stra my strategy was sound there. I was picking people up on Sunday to block them, then I dropped that person, which seemed ridiculous because I paid a bunch of money to pick up Fitzpatrick only to drop him an hour later <laughs> <laughs> to then pick up Andy Dalton to try and block him from dropping one of the guys that he was actually starting. So how much money did you unnecessarily spend overall? Probably like 30 bucks. <laughs> And it was totally all, all for someone all for someone who's not even invested in the league. So awesome. So therein lies the rub. It's like, what's going on here? Do we need to have a come to Jesus meeting? It's one thing to uh, to uh, to lose. It's another thing to not try and uh, or completely forget 
to set your lineup in general. And that's just, that's just not cool. Um, if there's extenuating circumstances, certainly let someone know. We can definitely help you. We've, God knows, David, myself, or Stuart, well, really just David or myself, have fixed lineups for people in the past that have tried to do something and they couldn't get to their lineup. So that's not an excuse. So it's really just, you know, are you paying attention? Are you caring? If not, hey, no worries. You don't have to be invested in fantasy football. We'll find someone who is. That's fine. We've got... Uh, we don't get together every week to record a podcast for someone who doesn't care. Let's just put it that way. Um, but uh, that's enough. That's enough for me uh, before I get worked up. Uh, the next one. Well, oh, well, go ahead. I mean, if you want to keep talking about it, we can. No, I mean, I'd, I'd like to hear Stuart's thoughts on it, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hold similar uh, sentiments to Jonathan. It really... it it. If you're not interested, not invested, which you brought up last week, he hasn't made any moves, right? Which kind of makes you wonder: has he been, has he even been watching his team? You know, which I don't know. And again, it's not it's not a huge deal, but uh, there we could definitely find someone who who would be if 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 he's not interested and not invested, and so. Um, considering that we haven't really had this issue with him before, I, I mean, I think giving him the benefit of the doubt and seeing if he can, maybe we should call him right now. Well, no, maybe not, but, uh, you know, giving him the benefit of the doubt and just, you know, trying to find out, Hey, are you in moving forward and things like that? Because, um, it does, it does affect the league, right? Especially it, thankfully he's got a really good team. Thankfully for him, he's got a good, a good team. And so he can, he has been able to let it let his players ride uh, without making any changes or adjustments. But this week is a great example. If we wouldn't have said anything, if there wouldn't have been any conversation, would would he have had multiple players on by um, or injuries or, or things like that? So, uh, but it affects the whole league, right? Because yeah, so uh, because David really should have lost this week. Oh yeah. yeah I- I'm the beneficiary to this, and I I agree. I it's not. It, I understand the frustration. Um, I'll obviously take the win because I, I mean I was obviously playing defense <laughs> at the same time. So. <laughs> right, right. I pay for this win. I'll take it. But yeah, it's it it is unfair, and I, I definitely get the sense from around the league and the frustration. So I actually, with that being said. I want to take this moment to actually read our rule book because we do have measures outlined for these particular instances. Um, You did mention that, you know, in the past we've had certain times where there have been roster positions left open, but I think that has been done strategically just due to limited uh, bench spots or the amount of players on by. And so, you know, there, I think there's a defense on this one. I I really don't see a defense. Um, he had all yeah. week to pick up a quarterback. He had all week to make the move. Uh, we talked about it, and he didn't do it. And so uh, I'm, I'm going to read from the rule book well, here. And just to just to be clear, to add on to that, he did do it. He just didn't even do it correctly. And he, even when he did it, he didn't take the time to put the right guy in the lineup. So it's like you kind of did it, but you kind of didn't. You know what I mean? So it's not yeah. that it's it's just a weird situation overall that i think so, yeah so i agree so let me read the rule book go because for it. it actually 
I want to remind everybody of this, but it actually it, it requires our approval to actually do certain actions here, and I'm going to read those. So this is under Section 12 in our rule book. Um, thanks to Ryan for helping me put this together 10 years ago. Um, but it says fines are issued um, as a last resort to keep the integrity of the league and to promote fun. Um, fines are issued are subject to approval from the commissioners, from all commissioners. Some actions that might warrant a fine, collusion, dump trading, not being active in the league, and active includes but is not limited to the following, responding to trades in a timely manner, responding to votes in a timely manner, setting an appropriate lineup every week. So changing or tampering other league's members' lineups with or without permission, and then lastly it says managing your team in a way that is purposely detrimental to other league members teams and so that's considered an offense and so we have the following fines the first offense is a warning will be issued the second offense is the league member is deducted 50 draft lottery balls towards determining their draft spot the third offense is they lose 100 draft balls and they owe everybody in the league an alcoholic or non-alcoholic drink. <laughs> Let's skip to three. I think this is and bad enough to skip field. to three. <laughs> and the fourth offense is a league-wide vote on a ban from the league, which requires two-thirds majority. Okay. So I, I think it's clearly outlined here that the first offense is a warning. I think, in my opinion, this is is um, worth a warning uh, for all the reasons that y'all talked about. Do y'all agree with that? Oh, for sure. This is a clear. I think it's I think it's gracious to sh to just have a warning with this because coming from someone who is doing everything in his freaking power to get a win. And to see someone be three and two or three and three without even trying, whatever his record is, is just super frustrating. And I know some other league members and I have had conversations and feel the same way. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is this is a fair warning. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, he's four and two actually. So that was just his second loss of the of the year. Cool. Um, Fantastic. I, I would say. I would say absolutely this is a warning um, unless, you know, the, the only thing I would say is if there is truly a legitimate excuse, if there's a legitimate reason why he didn't have access to his phone or to his lineup or something like that. But I can't imagine uh, that being. No, and did, I won't. Did, did, he reach, did he reach out to you or did you reach out to him I, to remind him? About yeah, the, I'll, I'll peel back the curtain a little bit. I just. I just said, hey, are you still playing fantasy football this year? Kind of sarcastically at m Sunday at 8.42 a.m. Response at 3.38 p.m. Oops, I forgot to put in Cousins! Exclamation point. So. But at that point, he hadn't picked up. He hadn't even picked up Cousins, right? No, that was Sunday. That was Sunday. He had Cousins on his bench and he did not put him in. So, oh, I see. Okay. He set waivers to pick him up, and then he just didn't check his lineup. Which, again, all. that's the weird thing. It's like he, he tried, and then he just didn't like didn't make it a priority enough to make it a, a make the move. 
and it's yeah. a significant enough thing to be like, come on, man, it takes, you can actually set your lineup. Well, not, not if you don't have the guy on your roster, but still you can actually pro tip. You can go on the, uh, on the app or through the website and you can actually set your lineup in advance. As long as those guys are on your roster, like there's ways around, like there's ways to be proactive about this if you actually care about it. Uh, and it, it's clear that this week it didn't seem like it was that big a deal because, hey, you know, I'm 4-1, and one and guess what? I don't really – I'm probably not going to win because I don't have Russell Wilson, so I'm just not going to care. I would say that that's not setting your lineup in an intentional way because, oh, well, this is – I'm fine. Uh, I feel like that's – when you kind of made an effort to do it. I don't know. It's just a weird – it's mixed signals. It's like you're kind of trying, but you're not really, and it's just frustrating because uh, it's, it's hard to read. So – I was going back to the offers report. He he didn't pick up Cousins until Sunday morning. Correct. That was what David said. And he knew. Oh, okay. It, I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's but to your point, it's not like that. So that would be way more acceptable and understanding if Russell Wilson was playing this week and was ruled out two hours before the game game time. That's not what happened. Russell Wilson <laughs> was on bye. He's known this is a bye week for <laughs> a week and a half. Like, yeah, you, yeah. I think it's just compounded by the fact that we talked about it too in the last podcast. Yeah. Um, so, so, are you the, listening? The, to, are you listening to the podcast? Doesn't matter if you are or not, but clearly, I mean, that's just another red flag of like you're not as invested as some other people in this league, and then you don't set your lineup. Bare, yeah, there's a bare minimum bar that we have set, and he didn't get to that bar. So, yeah, it, it could have been two minutes for him to get to that bar. And honestly, it's two minutes a week, and you can meet that bar. Yeah, in Come my on. opinion. Yeah, didn't do it this yeah. week. So. Yeah, <sighs> Way to get me worked up. Appreciate it, guys. <laughs> I actually forgot about this, but yeah, I'm glad y'all brought it up. Well, I think we were. I think all enough conversations were going on around the league that it was worth discussing and bringing to the forefront, so that everyone is aware that maybe wasn't involved in the conversations. But again, let this serve as a warning. Um, I don't know if we need to send like uh, a notary with a notarized letter to him or whatever, but uh, as an official warning, is uh, it say there somewhere in the rule book? David, check the rule book. Uh, no, it does not say that. <laughs> I, I would send him a courtesy text, Jonathan. Oh, uh, I guess I'm the one doing it. Cool. Well, you've already been texting him about it, so. Cool. I don't mind. Yeah, you're the bear. You're the bear of bad news. I'm just yeah. Well, it's, it's like the rest of my team, just the worst. Um, hey, just uh, just FYI, uh, Daniel only has sixteen dollars left on his tab. <laughs> Yeah, get off of me and my fast spending. I got plenty of money. Yeah, that's the thing yeah, that's, that's annoying. True. Is you spent thirty dollars and you're still bucks. I think you have more than me still. <laughs> Unreal. Uh speaking of Daniel, nice segue. Uh so Daniel won a game and I think collectively, if not individually, some of us probably owe Daniel an apology for calling him the worst team of all time. I don't know if you still hold that uh opinion if it's just because you know he got he, he picked up a couple of good players but i think that's part of the game is the opposite of what jackson displayed this week is daniel scrapping together players and putting taking shots at guys that gave him a best chance to win and he uh he knocked off ryan when ryan's been in our top five in our power rankings the past couple weeks so pretty significant win for daniel what do you think of that Stuart? Yeah, I mean, I I don't remember 
saying he was the worst team, but I remember asking the question, is he the worst oh, team? Oh, is so, that how we do this? Um, I, I, I'm saying yeah. he's the worst team, but that's me just kind of jabbing at Daniel because he uh, is at the bottom, that's all. Man. I talked to Daniel today, yeah. and I told him that we were going to talk about it. Daniel, you are not the worst team ever, but you're not that far away from being the worst team ever. Good, cause I was about to say, <laughs> I'm about to play some Michael Jackson because y'all are moonwalking pretty hard right now. And uh, I'm yeah. glad you're sticking by your guns. If he's bad, he's bad. He got a good win, but uh, hey, listen, he's he's had some bad luck. You know, Saquon's hurt. Michael. I don't Thomas want to hear it. Before. I mean, he's if you look on paper, he doesn't have a bad team. Oh, um, there's, there's definitely been worse teams, but uh, you know, go look at the points for on the year, and uh, you know, it, it kind of backs up what we've been saying. So, hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely not one of the best teams that's ever played. So. <laughs> Well, well, hey, he likes he's kind of like you, Stuart. He likes to be at the bottom and make a run from the bottom. So maybe this is when he starts making his move. Uh, hey, Stuart. yeah. He's still in it. I mean, I've, two wins now. You got to get to five or six. Got, five maybe gets you there. He's got twice as many wins as yeah. me. So I've he, never been I've never been quite as low as he has though. So just let's clarify that. Just, <laughs> You know, I've I've never truly started from the bottom because uh, I'm so, a champion. So do I get to claim that title right now? Is that am I allowed to change my name to starter from the bottom? Yeah, and then uh, let's get the yeah. drop in here. And I need to trade for Drake. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Mike, just Mike, just give him Drake. Oh man. So I don't know. Yeah. He had a he had a trash touchdown last night. Did y'all see that? Yeah, they they were trying to kill the game, and they accidentally ran for a seventy yard touchdown. So that's how <laughs> yeah, bad the Cowboys ridiculous. defense is. Ugh, ridiculous. So bad, so so bad. Um, what else? So Joey's undefeated. Do you think he'll run the table? No. And by run the table, I just mean regular season. I don't necessarily mean win the championship. Do you think he'll run the regular season table? No, that is so hard to do. Oh, here we go. Mr. 12 and 1 coming out of the woodworks. If you just look at Joey's had the easiest schedule, he has the least amount of points for by like a mile. He's at, he's had 717 points against on the year. The leader, for whatever it's worth, and uh, points against is Mike Searles. He's had a thousand points against him. Uh, no, so, he's had 997.9, which is very Mike, different. Uh, rounds up to the nearest thousand, so a thousand. Um, oh, okay, well, I have a thousand points against me too. That's yeah. You know what? By that logic, so does Joey actually. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit. That's I, a know, bit aggressive. I, I could see Joey going nine and zero, but uh, I would say week ten he he would lose. Oh, I wonder I, who I he's playing. He go 10-0. I wonder who he's playing week ten. I what? I don't even know. Oh, it's Poo Poo Smith the Upstairs actually. <laughs> I didn't even... Yeah, I I think uh, Joey's got some some big games. He's still got a he's still got to face uh, David again, right? Yeah, we play week 12. So l- l- listen to these scores. He's had 126, 145, 138, and he's won all of those games. I've lost every single one of those games. So, yeah. 
I yeah. mean, I think that, you know, he's had three weeks over 170 and three weeks less than 150. So that's not consistently high enough to go undefeated. And I don't see that changing. I mean. Okay. The, conversely, will I win another game this, this year? <laughs> oh, for sure. Okay. Because I have the same but the opposite happening where if you look at my freaking schedule, everyone who yeah. plays me has their best week, if not their second best week on the season, and it's not even close. Lewis had Julian Edelman go for a career high in yards with Cam Newton at quarterback. It, yeah, Lewis, Lewis scored 171 on you. Yeah. I scored 205. Preston scored 199.9. Yeah, I, I, I hate to break it to you, but 150 uh, is all it took for me to beat you, and that was not even close to my first, second, or third best score. So. You're right. You're right. Sorry, you're the outlier. I, 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 don't, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't need. I didn't need much to take care of business with you. It's it's just so disheartening. Um, yeah, I mean, you play you play four, two, and four teams the rest of the year, Jonathan. So yeah, I think your schedule's been front loaded. I think you've got a good chance to get in the playoffs still. Really? My fr- my schedule's been front-loaded because it feels like it's been taking me from behind all year. Let me just say that. Oh. <laughs> that, it wasn't a diss. It's just how I feel, which is hurt. So hurt in the uh, booty. Do, do we know, of, is, has there been any team so far this year that cumulatively and their points for is over 1,000? <laughs> For those uh, yeah, of you, for those of you at home listening, uh, anytime Stuart asks a question that sounds genuine, it's not. He already knows the answer, <laughs> and it's about himself. So, just if you're playing at home, just guess Stuart, and uh, or if yes. it's hey, if it's something bad, just guess Mike Staffel. That's probably the other answer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> who who is the last in our league? Who's the last two time champion? Do we know who that is either? Oh, what a qualifier! <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Moving TBD. On. Cupid Express could get hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch yeah, out. Good. Uh. Well. What else? Anything else you want to talk about from the from last week? I, I think we should uh, we should rank rank the teams from uh, this this last week. Okay. Rankings. Oh, I was expecting you to do. Bah, 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 bah. It, it it trailed off there. I couldn't hear the end of it. Well, that's why I kind of thought y'all would support it with your voices. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so power ranking. Let's get into it. So. One thing that I've actually added to power rankings this week, I haven't told you all this. Oh, here we go. If you go, we have our own rankings, right? And we come up with that. That gives us a cumulative ranking. We talk about this every week, right? If you actually go to the app, they have this final standing projection. And I've actually added that as part to as part of this to the cumulative ranking. I've thought about doing that too. And so it's actually whoa, I've been following whoa, whoa, whoa. I've been number one most of the year. Stewart's actually the new number one, which seems fair, uh, given he has the most points on the year for reasons that Stewart's pointed out. 
Um, and so I've actually added that, and I kind of want to talk. So that's really what the computer's saying. Um, surprisingly, the computer doesn't have Joey number one, and we can kind of talk about that. And so I, it's just another layer that I think is somewhat real. And so I added it to it, and so we'll, we'll talk about that. So coming in at number one on the week, uh, he's 6-0. and oh, It's Joey. He's one on all of our boards. On the app, he's actually projected to finish three. So that's a cumulative ranking of 1.5 for him. Coming in at number two, moving up two spots on the week, is Stuart. Stuart? Hello! You're number two <laughs> on all of our boards and number one on the app. So that gets you number two cumulative. Uh, coming Thank in you. At, Thank you, app. Uh, coming in at number three is myself. Uh, we all have myself three. The app has me two. And then coming in at four is Jackson. He fell one spot from three to four. Um, sorry, two spots, actually, from two to four. Um, and he's four across the board on everybody's rankings. Um, and then we have a tie for five. Um, the biggest mover of the week, moving up from nine to five, is Preston. What? So, wow. Good job, wow. Preston. Under 99.9 points. He's number five on the app as far as final projections, by the way. He's number five on my board, six on Stewart, and seven on Jonathan. Hmm. Wow. So, cumulatively tied for number five as well, he was number five last week, is Ryan Palomo. He's five on y'all's board, six on mine, and seven on the app. And then we've got uh, Mike Searles at number seven. Um, He's eight on everybody's board but Jonathan, who has him six. So he was seven last week, seven cumulatively this week. Um, No, I had had him seven this week, too. Okay, then I've got that. Who do you have at eight, then? Senior. Uh, Senior. Uh, okay, so I flipped that. Let me flip it real quick. Uh, okay, he's still at seven cumulatively then. So coming in at eight is senior. Um, he's seven on my board, eight on your Stuart, nine on yours, Jonathan, and nine on the app. For a cumulative of eight, that moves him up two spots from week number five power rankings. And then falling three spots from six to nine, the biggest faller of the week, the biggest loser, Jonathan. Coming in at nine. The final projection on the app, Jonathan, has you at six. Oh, I know. I've been watching that. I've been waiting so, for that to come true. You're the biggest variance. You've got six on the app. Stuart has you at 11. Of I course have you he at does. nine. Of course he and does. Jonathan has you at, you have yourself at eight. So we, we'll talk about that here in a second. Coming in at 10, he fell two spots, is Mike Staffel. He's nine, 10, 10, and 11 on our boards. Daniel, moving up a spot. Daniel, you are not the worst team anymore. <laughs> you are now number 11. 10 on the app, 10 on Stewart's board, 11 on Jonathan and my board. And then Lewis is 12 on everybody's board. He fell a spot from last week. <laughs> even the draft? Um, <laughs> even the draft day board? Yeah, even the, the, oh. the final projections as I'm coming in at last. So I think the biggest variance, and we can start there, is you, Jonathan. Yeah, anywhere from six to eleven. Well, I've got myself. Uh, well, no, sorry. The final standings projections has me at six. I don't think I've earned that. Uh, I do think I've had some bad losses that I should have probably won. Um, 
And you know what? At the end of the day, you got to win games. So that's why I like our format. You have to win head-to-head. Sometimes it burns you. Sometimes it helps you out. And you know what? I, I don't think I'll finish where I'm at in our rankings. Uh, I think I'll make the playoffs. But Stuart clearly has a different opinion. Yes, Stuart. <laughs> why is he 11? Uh, why do you think? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you, you, you know, yeah. He's uh, his team is better than one in five, but his record is one in five, and he's in the worst division in our in our league, and he's uh, at the bottom of that division. So it's kind of like, well, uh, I think he will. I think he will rise from the ashes, and uh, I think he will win his division and make the playoffs. That's right. I agree with that assessment. It's the NFC but, East, baby. Um, it, it's it's hard it's hard to put him above uh uh someone like Daniel for instance. <laughs> Why? Uh, that's that's my biggest beef. Why Daniel? Other than the fact that he has two wins, why Daniel over me? That's what burns, huh? That's the that's the heartburn you're you're feeling. Yeah, because Daniel's um, been the loudest on the group me about it. So I want to know why are you supporting this nonsense? <laughs> well, you know, he uh, he was one of the highest scores this week, and um, oh, he must have he must have outscored me. Let me check. Oh no, he did not. Okay, go on. <laughs> um. Oh, oh! You know what? He must, he must have beat me head to head. Oh no, he didn't do that either. Oh wait, oh. he must have more points. He must have scored more points than me. Oh, okay. So again, explain to me why you haven't ranked over me. Go ahead. Okay, I will. I will. I, I didn't want to say this, but I like Daniel better. <laughs> Is it because he named his team Stuart Guarantee? Yeah. Unbelievable. No, all kidding aside. All kidding aside, he he paid me twenty bucks to put, <laughs> uh, put put him ahead of you in the power rankings. So twenty dollars well spent. It got right under my skin. Good for you. <laughs> Perfect. That's all I wanted. Yeah, I see the ranking. I need to to push here moving forward. Oh yeah. The end of with Jonathan. Yeah, sure. Go for it. So, do y'all still feel like? We asked the question last week. Well, I guess first question, Stuart. If you uh, win the number one overall pick, which, you know, based on the app, they, they think you will, will you choose to play Jonathan if he makes it because his division is so weak? Oh, please do. Oh, I would oh, love nothing gosh. more. I would love nothing more. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not – I need to see where we where we stand at the end. I'm not going to guarantee that right now. Well, that's but, pretty weak. Uh, he's walking it back. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm not, I'm not the least this year. I'm not a big fan. I mean, he's even one of five and uh, hasn't even committed 200 points this year. So. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm playing Michael Jackson because you're moonwalking. It's no big deal. Oh, I'm sorry. It's no big I didn't deal. know that was a drop, so. Well. It's fine. It's fine. Hey, if we both make the playoffs and you're the number one seed, I hope you choose me. Oh, I hope it. And yeah. we'll we'll we will put so many water bets on it. 
you'll think you're at SeaWorld. It's going to be great. Oh, my gosh. Yes, (laughs) please, bring it. Oh. So we talked about the biggest faller here being Jonathan. Let's talk about the biggest riser on the week in power rankings with Preston moving up four. Is this real? 199.9? You know, last week I said it wouldn't surprise me if his team has the most amount of points. He's got some really swing-wide receivers between Will Fuller, Julio Jones, and Jamison Crowder, um, which, you know, Jamison Crowder is one of the – he's like one of like four players who has at least ten targets in every game. Um, And so do we feel like he's here to stay? And is he – you know, is he closer to that top tier or is he just kind of in this meh pack? He's in the meh pack, and here's why. Yeah, he had definitely metal. He had 76 points from Matt Ryan and Julio Jones alone, and it's because they're playing the freaking Minnesota Vikings who don't like to defend the best wide receiver in football, apparently. It, it go it go look at Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. It's by far their best game, and they just they just doubled down. They scored two touchdowns together. It, it was unbelievable. I was watching him score points at a rate that I was like, there's no way I'm keeping up with this. I gave up so early on Sunday. <laughs> I could not... I, James Robinson and and Philip Philip Lindsay was okay, but James Robinson did nothing. Will Fuller, it sucked because he had a good game, and it negated anything that I got from Deshaun Watson. So you know, Jamison Crowder's a joke. We all know this. Uh, but now you know what, Josh Jacobs. You know that adds a little, uh, a little bit of meat to to his lineup. I will say that I think he will make the playoffs. Uh. But you know what? I, I don't think he's gonna be anywhere considered anywhere near the top tier. He's nowhere near those guys. He's middle of the pack, maybe towards the bottom of the middle of the pack. We need a breaking news drop. Uh oh. Hold on. Wait, is it breaking news or is this what it's I think? Breaking it is? news live on air here. Trade alert. Go ahead. Oh, we've got a trade that has just come through between David Sr. and Daniel Cupid. This is probably why I got a call from Sr. about 10 minutes ago. Um. <laughs> so Daniel gets Jonathan Taylor, Buddha Baker, and Bobby Wagner. Dan- uh, Sr. gets Todd Gurley, Devonta Freeman, Marcus May, and Fred Warner. What do y'all think about that? Would you trade Gurley wow. and Devontae Freeman for Jonathan Taylor? That's what it boils down to for me. Yes. Um, no. Well, what? so Senior only had one running back, really, right, with Jonathan Taylor because all his other guys were hurt. I get why he did it, but Todd Gurley has been hot or cold. And Devontae Freeman, I thought he retired like three years ago. What's, go- yeah. <laughs> what's going on here? Wow. Um, yeah, I... Uh, hmm. Now, Jonathan Taylor is on a bye this week. And Fournette, I don't know if Fournette's coming back or not. So, Senior's in a bad way with running backs. This could be... Because Cam Akers is trash. He could probably just go ahead and drop him. Uh... So, yeah, Gurley, Devontae Freeman, stick him in his lineup. Now he's got serviceable running backs. 
I just don't. Long term, Taylor's the Taylor's the best player in this deal. So, hmm. I think I. What's that? Does anybody care about this trade? Uh, I would like Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> yes. Listen, no, you're talking I, I to you're talking to Daniel someone who's one in five. Daniel called me earlier trying to work a deal for Alvin Kamara, um, and he was asking if he got Jonathan Taylor, would I be interested in him in, as part of that package? And I told him yeah, that I like Jonathan Taylor. So I mean, I agree with you. Um, Jonathan Taylor, he's going to be a good keeper, I think. I think the, you know, that's a good uh, offensive line they've got in Indianapolis. I think they've been somewhat kind of holding him back. You could argue he was maybe the number one running back coming out of the draft. Um, And he's got all the talent in the world. And so, I mean, he's, you know, guys like that eventually get their opportunity to, to carry the carry the rock, and I think he just hasn't had that opportunity yet. So I think he's going to get continue to get better. So I, I don't like the pick. I, I just don't like being the running back on a Philip Rivers led offense. It's just scoring opportunities are going to be rare. He's going to get a lot of work, but it's yeah. like Gurley and him could not be more opposite. Like Gurley's going to get a ton of work but be super inefficient and then goal line work and probably scoring opportunities will be higher for him where Jonathan Taylor is going to be a consistently kind of a good player, but probably have less scoring opportunities. So I don't know. I'd rather have Taylor if you had to ask me on that, which side of the deal I'd be on, but yeah. Yeah. So going back to power rankings now that that breaking news is, yeah, let's move it on. It has been talked about. I want to ask you this question, Jonathan. I don't want to ask Stuart. Um, who do you think has the highest ceiling? Which team? Which team has the highest ceiling? You know, Stuart, you, you look at how we've had, what, four or five 200-point weeks this year? And if you go look at all of them, I think the one thing that's consistent with all of them is you either have a 40 or 45-point score. You know, for Stewart this week, he had Derrick Henry, who had 49.6, right? Um, you know, for one of my weeks, I had Aaron Jones in the 45, and the other week, I had Camara, right? So, or, and, or maybe Mixon with 40-something. I don't remember. So, you got to have that big, you know, that big uh, week from one of those guys, but... Imagine you have that big week from all the guys. Because I, I heard, and the reason I asked this question is I was talking to someone in the league. I won't name them, <laughs> but their comment to me was, "If my team were just healthy, I have the highest ceiling. I believe I have the highest ceiling in the league." Mm. That's. Uh, I think you could make that argument for a couple people. I think you can make that argument for Joey. I think you can make the argument for. Uh, I think you can make the argument for the top three, Joey and y'all two. Um, and I think that's where the argument kind of ends. And I think that's why y'all are there. Uh, Jackson, I'm trying to pull up Jackson's team. Jackson's not very deep beyond, beyond Wilson, Hopkins and, uh, cook. He's kind of got, I mean, Diggs has been good, but he doesn't really, he doesn't have that strong flex play. You guys both have strong flex plays. And when Joey's team is healthy, it's hard to argue with his team not being the highest ceiling uh, with Lamar Jackson and McCaffrey kind of anchoring his team. 
Uh, and apparently Chase Claypool's the new Megatron, so uh, <laughs> he's he's got a real he's got a real deep team. I'd say it's between the three of you guys. Uh, I think the likelihood, if we go ahead and throw that stipulation in there of everyone being healthy, I think the likelihood of reaching that ceiling would probably be David. If you had to put a gun to my head, just because I feel like Stewart, you've got Mike Davis, who's been great. But he's gonna go away once McCaffrey comes back. So if right. you, so you would put Connor in your running back spot, and then who are you throwing in off your bench? Gordon, Marquise Brown, Juju Smith. Like they yeah. have, that's the your your flex spot is your biggest hole. And then even like Tyler Boyd, your yeah, Tyler Boyd's your your second best receiver. I think Stewart could use help at wide receiver. If I had to rank these, it'd be Joey David. No, David Joey Stewart, as far as ceiling goes, and likelihood of healing, hitting that ceiling as well. Yeah, I know you weren't. I know you weren't asking me, but I would probably say you as well, David. Just because, I mean, you have had two two hundred point games this year, right? But uh, Joey is interesting because he hasn't had McCaffrey this whole year, and he's still putting putting together wins and. Um, and Lamar Jackson just really has not had the big games that he had last year. So uh, there's some question, more a little bit more of a question mark. I feel like with Joey's team, I don't know what Joey's highest score is for the year, but um, has it been close to 200? No, I don't think he's had that high of a score yet. Joey's done 200. Joey, not this year, does he? Joey did 200 yeah. this year. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'll pull it up here. Oh. So. Sorry, I was thinking of the matchup I had with him where he beat me with like 130 points. And it made me want to yeah, I mean, cry. he's got three weeks over 170 and three weeks below 150. I know that. Yeah, he had 200.2 in week two against Preston. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I... I but, but, and that was, with, that was with McCaffrey, right? Yeah. That was with McCaffrey that week. I, I'd be hesitant to include, to say myself, because I think to do that consistently or the odds you have to have better quarterback play I, I obviously have the weakest quarterback of, of that group um whereas you know kyler what kyler do for you this past week Stuart? i mean uh, 36 36 i think yeah and lamar we all know what lamar can do you know once he gets right so who do y'all have it tied in oh you've got george kittle and then who do you have david Johnny. John, Johnny Smith, and I guess I just picked up Noah Fant. Yeah. I was going to say Darren Waller at his peak is really good. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation. I'd be, uh, I'm assuming that the person who said that was not the three that we mentioned. Uh, I cannot confirm or deny that. Well, yes. I can quickly text my brother and figure all this out real quick because I've got the other two people <laughs> in here. <laughs> you might as well just come clean now. Uh, Unless it was David talking talking about himself. Yeah, were you talking into a mirror again? Uh, yes, you know, I've been working on uh, getting ready for, you know, role-playing. Oh, my gosh, I'm getting straight offers as we speak. Uh, role-playing for this, uh, whatever we have this weekend, so, yeah. <laughs> That's not... <laughs> yeah, don't elaborate on that. That just seems real weird and shady what you just said. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's move <laughs> let's move on from that. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? 
you guys want to talk about yourself anymore? Uh, well, we'll... Uh, no, I was going to, I was actually going to bring up because before all of the trade happened and stuff like that, we were talking about, um, is Preston's team for real. Oh. And just even just to give some props to Jonathan last week, he actually said, um, I'm, I'm going up against, uh, Matt Ryan and, Julio, and there's the potential that they are going to single-handedly beat me. Or he said something to that effect. Because the week before, Julio didn't play, and Matt Ryan had five points. Yeah. <laughs> and then together they have they have almost eighty. This is the next week. So uh, Jonathan kind of predicted his own fate and was watching it uh, play out right before him. So all that to say, uh, I don't know that that is going to be a consistent. Uh, I don't think he's basically. I don't think he's for real. Man, it was Meaning, a perfect. That... It was a perfect storm. It was Julio coming off of an injury, Matt Ryan coming off of a terrible game. The Falcons. I think I said this in the group me text. The Falcons are so gun shy of giving up big leads going back to the Super Bowl that they're never going to let up, even if they're up three touchdowns. They're just going to keep no. throwing the yeah. ball because they've lost with a 21, 23 point lead before. So. Yeah. I was like, great. So they're just going to keep rubbing this in. And it's just going to keep. And the Vikings can't do anything to stop them because they're the Vikings. And I was just so distraught. Like, there was no scenario where I was like, this is going to get better. It was just going to continue to get worse because Matt Ryan was just, you know yeah. what? Guys, we're only up 30. Let's keep scoring. Uh, Jonathan, yeah. did, I do have a question for you. Did you wave your white flag sooner in your matchup against Preston or against me? Oh, gosh. Yours was yours was one of those where I just didn't care as much because my team sucked. But my team this last week. Well, that's why I asked. I know. I it was I was more interested in watching football this week because my players were actually doing well for my standards. Um, when I played you, I scored like a hundred whatever points. It wasn't very good. Uh, but I think I was the third highest scorer on the week. And I lost. So it's just, I actually started rooting. I was like, I just hope I remain the third highest score so I can, so I can say that. Because it's ridiculous that I can't get a win. <sighs> I'm so glad we're doing this. This podcast is so much fun. <laughs> uh, just so you know, I love it when y'all suck. Yeah, I know. Yes, yes. This is All a... right, what are we what are we moving on to now? Let's picks go... of the week? Yeah, let's do picks of the week. Picks of the week. Oh yeah. There you go. I was waiting for you to do it. Picks of the week. All right. Let's you know what? Let's just do let's just do my matchup and get it over with. Is that okay? Can we just do it now? Yes. Um because I'm queued up. Uh, I'm tired of losing. I'm going to beat Ryan. I'm triple playing it. Triple play. Next. Go ahead, Stuart. Uh, I've got Ryan. Um, mainly just to piss Jonathan off. Yeah. You're, uh, mission accomplished. 
Okay, I have no no further comments. I like that Zeke's projected for twenty two points. Here's here. Can I project project my own demise again? <laughs> Zeke's gonna have two hundred yards rushing and three touchdowns this next week because he's playing the Washington Football Team, and they're bad too. So here we go. Go ahead, David. Yeah, I mean, you've got the you have the entire Washington football team on your roster playing against the Cowboys, so <laughs> I think that uh, works for you there. Um, I actually am, you know, I like the addition of DK Metcalf. We didn't really talk about that, by the way. Oh, I loved that deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that was a, a I thought that was an interesting move. I, I would have loved to obtain Jacobs personally. I've always just liked Jacobs. DK Metcalf is right there too, though. I mean, he he looks like an alpha stud that's going to be around for a while. So that was that was I I sorry to interrupt in the middle of your take here, but did you see? I think Matthew Barry was talking about it, about how amazing. So DK Metcalf is putting up these numbers, looking amazing. He's only twenty two. He is twenty two years old, and he's going to be playing with Russell Wilson for the next five to six years, maybe at a high level. So I looked at it as I'm trading a keeper for a keeper. I'm happy with it. I want a guy that can score big because I need some more points. And Jacobs, if Jacobs doesn't score touchdowns, he doesn't get me a lot of points. So I needed some, some bigger play guy. So sorry, that was, that was my mindset on the trade, but go on. No, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, between DK and AJ Brown, I think you've got a really, really nice wide receiver core. Maybe, maybe the best in the league. Um, you combine that with Terry McLaurin and, and uh, Robbie Anderson, actually. Um, your running back is something to be desired. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I uh, am picking you to win, Jonathan, this week. You're Woo! desperate. I think, uh, I think you're going to do it. I didn't see that coming. And I have been the best in picks of the week this year, so we can uh, lock and load it in. Uh- uh, was I better than you last week? Or are you just using this as like a talking point now? What's happening here? <laughs> I'm being like Stuart. Yeah. Trying to be like him. Now it's advantageous to say it, so I'm going to use it as a weapon. Uh, cool. Right. All right. So we've got the pick in for that. Uh, what are we doing with the old Big Poppy versus Old Timer 55? What do you guys think there? You know that's a that's a good matchup, Big Poppy, Old Timer Fifty Five. Uh, not gonna be close. <laughs> not gonna be close. I can tell when you're looking for the matchup and you're trying to you're trying to look at who's playing because you lead out with, oh yeah, this is gonna be good. Not gonna be close. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's a. Uh... I'm not even kidding. My internet's not working. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Safari can't open the page. Well, why don't you just go to the next matchup, Stuart? Um, and maybe by the time we get to that, you're so. <laughs> you should have um, written all this down. <laughs> in the meantime. Yeah, no, here we go. I got it. I got it. Uh, Mike Searles is going to win. Lewis is uh, just not good. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I don't think this one's going to be that close. You know, Brandon Cooks coming along lately has been really good for uh, Mike Searles. And then obviously with Chubb being out, that's that 
in this matchup is relevant because Big Poppy would have had Chubb, right? And so Mike has Kareem Hunt, I think. It's a huge add all that together. It's going to be too much. Aaron Rodgers is going to bounce back from his 0.0 point week last week and lead Mike Searles to a win. Yeah, can you, why aren't we giving my dad as much crap? Aaron Rodgers scored as much as Russell Wilson. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, we kid. Uh, yeah, so Mike, Mike Searles for the win. He's he's going to take down Big Poppy. Uh, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a landslide. In a summer reflection in a snow-covered Great, great singing. We missed that from last week. I know. I'm glad I could hear it this week. Hey, just a little uh, random fact of the day. Did you know that Cleveland is the um, has the averaging the most rushing yards of any team in the NFL? Yeah, didn't they run like 300 yards on the Cowboys? unreal yeah anyway yeah, they've got, if you look at uh nick chubb I, I was saying this before the year um yeah I, you have been saying this about nick chubb he's I mean, he's pro football focus number two or number three or four running back just as far as just pure overall skills he's averaging if you look on a yards per carry nick chubb's like top three and kareem hunt led the league in, in that category with the chiefs and so i mean they've got two really good running backs and you combine that with that offensive line um it is i mean the titans are right up there with it they just have two guys so well uh, Derek, you know how far back the titans are Stuart? Derek henry's pretty much two guys yeah i mean if you look at him it's pretty big dude <laughs> i didn't hear what you said david what'd you ask me i i was asking how far behind Cle- uh cleveland is tennessee in that category Oh, I, I, I don't have it still in front of me. I was looking at oh, it. Sorry. Sorry, the the browser wouldn't load that far down. Yeah. Froze up on him. All right. All right. Well, let's move it along because, uh, Stuart, we're going to the next matchup if you want to click on it. Uh, the, okay. The, nec- okay. the next matchup would be Matty Jones Connection versus Most Consistent Team. Uh it looks like, as of right now, Maddie Jones is favored to win by almost 20 points. Uh, looks like Jackson needs to, surprise, surprise, add someone to his lineup. Uh, he, only has, he only has 12 people. Uh, Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook are on by. Just just fair warning, you can't start a guy on by again. We've, we already know this game. Yep. Um, I've got i believe i've got preston winning this one after last week uh which is technically an upset if you go by power rankings uh but uh i think preston's in in line for another good week i don't think it'll be anywhere near what he scored last week but i don't think he needs to do that do that i think he just needs to score about 155 to 160 to win this week back back to you guys i I wanted to, uh, I wanted to pick uh, Preston too, but just because of uh, Jackson's uh, ineptitude uh, in managing his team. But um, 
I think even with uh, Minnesota running backs on by, I still think that uh, I think with Russell Wilson back, Seattle off a of bye. I mean, if Russell has another, you know, five five touchdown game, uh, they're gonna win. He's, he's averaging win. he's averaging thirty eight points a game. Yeah, it's so dumb. He's only he's, so dumb. So who's number one? Because he's position ranked number two right now. Does anyone have that on top of their head? Sorry, I just threw a curveball out there, but uh, I'll look it up while David does his predictions on this one. Yeah, uh, I've got uh, Preston to win. You know, 199 points last week. Um, the Detroit matchup, you know, isn't. I don't think they're going to slow slow the Falcons down. I like that stat continuing. You know, Deshaun Watson has been playing well lately, so I like that for Will Fuller. And then you add in Josh Jacobs here. You know, he's going against Tampa Bay, who's a tougher run defense. Um, but I, I think I like uh, Preston to to win this week and, you know, continue to be at the bottom of a very good division. So I looked it up. And I totally forgot. So the position rank is based off of total points scored. And since Russell Wilson's had his bye, uh, he's number two. Uh, but he's got the highest average. So Patrick Mahomes is number one with a 33.5 per game average. So he's almost a touchdown better than Patrick Mahomes this year <laughs> on average. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, it is crazy. All right. So we've got those picks in. Let's move it along to the Kamada Head Shark versus the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, as Stuart likes to call it. <laughs> Which is a good callback. We all we all watched that show. It's pretty great. It's when Will Smith was great. Yes. Uh, and DJ Jazzy yes. Jeff. Uh, wow, this doesn't look like it's going to be close. Uh, I believe I've got. Uh, David over Mike, and again, I think this one is going to be a landslide. And I saw my reflection in the snow-covered hills Well, the landslide, landslide brought, brought you down. down Beautiful. Right, right on key. Yeah, this isn't going to be close. Thank you. This is not going to be close. I hope this is not the person who said if his team was healthy, he has the highest ceiling, because we're about to find out. Uh, well, my team's not healthy, but yeah, um, this is uh, not going to be close. Um, Detroit finally, Matthew Stafford's going to blow up finally for the first time this year. Uh, I've got all three of my running backs ready to go. Um, I'm going to win by a lot, and that's my triple play. Oh, triple play. Um. This one is going to be closer than everyone thinks. Ooh. David will win, but uh, Stafford is not going to blow up. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, even though he is going against Cleveland, is not going to uh, score 21 points. And uh, it's not going to be close. He does have Randy Bullock, though, which is uh, – he missed uh, – Chip shot this last week, so good good pick 
up there, David. So hold on. It's not going to be close or it is going to be close? It is going to be close. Okay. We'll go back and check the tape because you said three different things. <laughs> would well, you, I'm, I'm, maybe, a little, I'm a little tired, okay? Would you call it handily? And I, yeah, handily. How do you not like Jewel? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. No. I did go back and listen to the podcast last week and I sounded so I sounded so incredibly tired. <laughs> now you sound I feel like I'm You sound great this week though. I'm pro- you sound great. I'm I'm pro- progressively getting more tired as the podcast goes on cuz I think we're hitting hour number 3, aren't we? <laughs> we're getting close. <laughs> David, did you already pick yourself or what? What are we doing here? Uh, yeah, he picked himself. The triple play. That's right. Okay. Sorry, I've got so many drops. I can't remember who's doing what. Wow, this next matchup is rough. Uh, we've got, this is confusing, Stuart Guarantee versus Poo Poo Smith Dumpsters. And I've got I, I've got Stuart beating Stuart Guarantee by so much that I don't have a drop for it. Wow. Uh, I also have myself. Uh, this is my triple play. Triple play. Go on. Um, and I think uh, it will be a tsunami. Oh, he called it. Are we doing this again? Are we waiting another minute? What did you think of that part of the podcast, Stuart? Well, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, I can't hear it in, so I didn't know when it was over. The last podcast, we purposely waited for you to speak again for about an uncomfortable <laughs> 30 to 45 seconds. Yes, no, I, uh, that's it for me. Uh, I'm going to destroy Daniel. Oh, David, what? who do you got here? Um. Yeah, I would love to pick against Stewart, but I can't. He's gonna win. Yeah. Not a whole lot of analysis here. It's just one good team versus one bad team. Move it along. Agreed. Moving along, we've got our number one overall team: McCaffrey Antivirus versus the Cupid Express. This one is all aboard. This one is looking a little close now. Joey still has a couple of uh, spots to fill in his lineup, and Cupid Express just made a big trade, so um, this is not 100% accurate. But right now, Joey is only favored to win by two points. That puts him well within the chocolate starfish range. Chocolate starfish. That's right. I think it's going to be close, and I have a upset alert. Do we have a drop for that? Hmm. 
Nope, but coming next week, we'll have a drop for that. Upset alert. Upset alert. Uh, senior over Joey. That's what I have. hey I think I think Patty Mahomes is going to have a big, big week versus Denver. Oh, the leprechaun's coming out? <laughs> yep. Patty O. Mahomes. Hmm. David? Yeah. My dad, man. Did you did y'all know Justin Jefferson is top five in the league in like total yards at the receiver position? Yeah. He had a huge, huge week uh this last week. Unfortunately for him he's on bye, but still worth bringing up. What yeah. what a grab. Did he grab him he grabbed him off waivers or did he draft him? No, he drafted him. Wow. He also drafted T. Higgins. He's actually been pretty good. And then he drafted C.D. Lamb. All these, all these rookies he's got. <laughs> it was a really good receiver class, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I wish Justin Jefferson was playing. I, I think this is going to be a close one. Um, you know, I just did – got done saying Joey's going to lose at some point this year. I, I just don't think it's going to be this week. And I think uh, – Joey is a uh, gonna win. <laughs> Sounds like David's going to sleep too. I don't. I don't know what's going on over there. Sorry, I'm on the cusp of a big trade, so I'm trying to work it here. Whoa! Oh. Anything you want to share live on the air? Oh well, I'm trying to get there. I, I'm gotta read something real quick. Oh, is it with is it with Daniel? Uh, it might be. Unbelievable! Yeah. You're so secretive. Just share these things. I, sh- I read my text that I had with Jackson. I mean, come on. Yeah, D- Daniel's trying to work something with me too, but I'm uh, taking seriously the, the podcast, <laughs> so I'm not responding. He's giving the podcast the full attention it deserves. That's uh, right. That's right. Uh, who do you have, Jonathan, in this matchup? Uh, yeah, I've got Joey. I've got Joey, but Joey, okay. I uh. I do agree. This is, uh, I think if, if senior wins, I don't think any of us would be shocked by it, given that we've said, uh, we've said it's possible for Joey to lose in the upcoming weeks. If you look at his averages, so uh, again, I, Joey doesn't have a full lineup in, uh, but even if you did seniors averaging with his actual players in his lineup, 158.4 points. And Joey, if he's missing a running back and a kicker, but right now it's 143.2, so give him another 15 to 20 points. It's not that far off uh, as far as what's happened yeah. on the year. So it's possible. It's definitely possible. He's got some big players with Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes. That stack is, is lethal. Um, CeeDee Lamb going against the the WTFs. You never know. It could uh, He could have a big blow-up week and, uh, you know, Mike Evans can goose in a game. It's possible. So it's, it, yeah. it, it could be, yeah. could be any updates, David. Uh, we, I, I think we've agreed to principle here, but I got to get him to say yes. That <laughs> it involves one of my running backs. Oh my goodness. One of your what? three, one of my three running backs. Whoa, this is breaking. Hold I bet, on. I bet it's, can I, can I, I press Kamara? Tomorrow. Can I press the uh, the trade alert button, or is that still not done I, yet? I know I'm waiting on him to say yes here. He's probably leveraging 
an, this deal to make another deal. You know, well, he, did, he, he offered uh, a he, deal. He did and, that to you uh, last year. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Listen, I, I won't be upset, but uh, I think it makes sense for both of us. Mm. Is it a pick or is it an ancillary piece is all we're working out right now. Oh, goodness. Are we going to have to wait till next week to talk about it? Well, I mean, we could call Daniel now, you know, live on air. And just do it. Well, we we do have another uh, another point that we haven't addressed that we do every single week, and that is our uh, oh. bonehead benching. Yeah, we skipped right over that, didn't we? Oh, um, yeah. We sure did. Tell you what, let's go ahead and do it, uh, and then by the end of this, I think we will maybe have resolved this trade issue. Um, so, whoops, I was scrolling with my mouse on the wrong computer. Let's talk about the boneheads. Bonehead benching of the week. So we had a couple. Uh, Stuart, yeah, we you... had a couple. I, I think I think there's an obvious one uh, that we've already talked about, yeah, we'll and s- we've already uh, we'll save that for we'll the end. We'll be sending a verbal a verbal warning. <laughs> um, but there was also a couple others that, again, I don't think would have made a huge difference, or really didn't make a difference, but just some some guys on the bench. Uh, Cupid Express had uh, T. Higgins with a twenty point game sitting on his bench um, and the receivers that he started did not play that well uh, with the exception of Justin Jefferson who we just mentioned in his flex but Tyreek only had four four points CeeDee Lamb uh, had 9.9 so again I don't know that I would have started T Higgins ahead of any of those guys but when you look at that it's like you know 20 points versus uh, 4.1 points. That's a, a pretty significant gap. He probably wished he would have started. T. Yeah, Higgins. so T. Higgins on the year, uh, as a rookie, first game, I don't know if he just didn't play, if he was injured, he had no catches. Then he had three catches, and then since week three, five catches, four catches, four catches, six catches, with his yardage total continuing to rise in each one. So... T. Higgins is coming on as a strong receiver play, and it'll he may remain in the lineup going forward. But I, yeah, there's no way he would have benched Hill over Higgins. And Ceedee Lamb's already had a great start to the year, uh, and we already talked about Justin Jefferson, so he has a little bit of a log jam there. And that's what can happen as you you play a little Russian roulette or musical chairs, if you will, and you sometimes you just get guess on the wrong one. But uh, maybe he maybe he looks to trade one of those guys. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's got some depth. Yeah, I think I think that I think that could be a, a good move. Yeah, he definitely has some depth there. Uh, you know what I want to talk about are some kickers. Do you know? You have any kickers you want to talk about? You know, it, it's so funny because <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a bonehead benching that included a kicker. It, it may have, but. I was watching that Atlanta game, and uh, Koo kept on kicking these field goals, and I was like, holy cow. Um, so he had uh, uh, – how many field goals did he end up with? One, two, three, four. You were like, you were like holy oh, Koo. Yeah. Holy Koo. <laughs> uh, so the, 
thing that just kind of gets me is I could have easily had the highest score of the week if I would have. And Koo is the guy that I drafted, but then I picked up Goskowski off the uh, waiver wire. And I think just because of his, uh, you know, his history, I was like, well, he's he, he's the better kicker. But Now uh, more than because- ever, now more than ever, I would love to get rid of kickers. Because now more than ever, the league is way more willing, league-wide, they're way more willing to go for two and or on go for it on fourth down. And it's like, there goes all your opportunities for your kicker, unless it's just a really tight game and they need three points. It's like they're, no one's had like a 20-point kicker game yet, right? Or is that what Koo did? Uh, no, he had 16 but he didn't even have the McManus, I think, uh, for Denver had more points this past week. Uh, that one actually did. was. <laughs> so I, after saying all that, then the Broncos and the Patriots did the exact opposite and had like a field goal game. But it's just yeah. it's just the most frustrating thing to ever to have a kicker like Zane Gonzalez. They just There was no reason for them to not go for it on fourth and one from like the three-yard line because the Cowboys defense is so bad. And so Kyler just runs it in for a touchdown instead of kicking three points. And I'm like, well, I guess I, I guess I'm just getting extra points here. And it's just, it's just, I, I, at that point I was already depressed, but I I don't know. Kickers, kickers are by far, I know defensive players are not, um, regularly scouted and shared like the uh, like the offensive players are but I feel like defensive players you can at least kind of watch him and go okay this guy's good and he's getting opportunities and he's making plays kickers are so random kickers are just like whatever I'm putting it on the on the ballot next summit to get him out of there yeah especially after your after your loss to me yeah 2021 yeah exactly I lost on, that is exactly it. I lost by one point to Goskowski. Meanwhile, I can't get my kicker to kick a field goal to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the, I think, the yeah, actual the, the actual winner, right? You want to talk about the winner? Yeah, I mean the no-brainer. We've already spent a good amount of time on him, but having a uh, quarterback on bye in your starting lineup and on your bench a 30-point Kirk Cousins, uh, no doubt about it. Go to H-E-B, Jackson, and uh, pour some chocolate moo-moo milk all over your face. Chocolate moo-moo milk winner of the week. Mm. Well said. David, where are we on this thing? Guys, I, just, I don't think this is going to get done. Oh, oh that All of that. All of that. You... <sighs> Listen, it'll get done. Don't worry. All right. Well, I guess we'll... Is, is this the longest podcast that we've done? We're almost... We're, we're getting close to two hours, aren't we? If you can yeah, guess... Yeah, I checked out about uh, ten minutes ago. Guess, guess how long <laughs> we've actually gone. Try and guess. One hour. How many minutes? Yeah. 52. I'll say, I'll say uh, an hour and 38. Ooh, Stuart's closer. 
Oh no, it's David's closer, but I guess if by 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 Price is Right rules, uh, Stuart wins. Sorry, my we're, dog's barking. We're at 147. With that dog bark, I think it's time to say goodbye. We will talk to you guys Good night, everybody. next week. <laughs>